0: Welcome once again to the Ebone Zone, as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 280th time on this Good Friday, April 15th, 2022. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, The Real Horsewives of Creekside. You've heard the phrase, trial by fire, right? Well, that might be the only explanation for what one teacher did to his students during a standardized test at Creekside Middle School in Florida. This teacher must have had a different policy than mine did in middle school because instead of earbuds out, phones down. Down. He had his own music going. Don't know what it was, but what we do know is that whatever songs he was listening to, they were super loud. And to make it worse, the kids were taking a statewide exam. Police responded and the teacher was taken to the principal's office, to which, based on my own experience, I believe the correct response is ah, ah, ah Somebody's in trouble. And wouldn't you guess it? He refused to go quietly. Literally, the reason he was taken there was because he refused to turn the music down. As if that wasn't bad enough, the whole thing was live streamed on Instagram for some reason. His reasoning was a bit strange for doing what he did. Check this out. He said he was disgusted by how the students had to sit in a class after two years of COVID and that it's unfair they have to take a test that will be retired in the spring. I can see his point, but I think that there's several better ways he could have handled this. I would have talked about it with the principal. You know, something simple just to bring the issue up to him and explain your situation and why you think the students shouldn't have to take the tests. No need to risk permanent ear damage to the students you'll see for the next three years. I'll tell you what I did. I just brought earbuds with me. I wouldn't complain because I controlled the volume and made sure it wasn't too loud and I made sure it was music I enjoyed. You see, when you're relying on the teachers to play the music, you don't know what's going to come out of those speakers. It could be everything from classical to disco to bluegrass or even that weird kid's bop version of Walker Hayes' Fancy Like, a song which I'm not too fond of to begin with, but it's there and I found it and it's in the description. I'll go ahead and get this out of the way now. I am very sorry. And now come to think of it, the other kids were probably a bit confused because of my furious air guitaring in the back of the class. It wasn't all that normal, but hey, I wasn't paying attention to them. I didn't care. This week I'd like to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week I would like to share a verse from the book of John. John chapter 19, verse 30 says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. In this, we see the saddest scene in the Bible. Jesus, the Lord and Savior of mankind, taking his last breaths. I find a lot of special things in this verse. Not only is the death of Jesus cleansing to mankind, and not only is that what was needed, the payment for sin, but also the phrase, it is finished. Let's take a look at that for a second. What do we know about the word finished? Well, the word finished means done. The word finished means complete. What was completed with Jesus' death on the cross? Well, it was complete the work which God had given him to do. According to one commentary on this verse, he had come to save the world. He had come to cleanse the earth from sin, and that's exactly what he did with his death on the cross and his resurrection three days later. He cleansed the world from sin with his death on the cross, with the shedding of his blood, and he secured our eternal hope for salvation with his resurrection three days later from the grave. And another thing I think that is so wonderful about Jesus' death and resurrection is the fact that our sin is finished because he said it is finished, because he gave up the ghost, and because he rose from the dead three days later. Our sin is finished. There's a song that was done by the Gaither Vocal Band I really enjoy. It says, it is finished. The battle is over. It is finished. There will be no more war. It is finished. The end of the conflict it is finished, and Jesus is Lord. That is powerful because Jesus paid it all on that day when he died on the cross. Jesus, through his death, burial, and resurrection, paid for my sin and yours, and truly the battle is over. We can have victory through his name. We can claim the name of Jesus, and we have victory over death, hell, and the grave because of what he has done. What a wonderful Wonderful thought that we serve a risen Savior, that we serve a God who is not dead, a God who seeks to save and redeem, a God who sent his Son who loved us so much that he sent his only Son to die a criminal's death, a sinner's death, while having committed no sin on a rugged cross. What a love that is. Can you even comprehend that? I struggle to, that the God of heaven would send his son, his only son, to save somebody like me. I didn't deserve it, and you didn't either, friend, but because he loved us that much, we are redeemed. As we know, sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. That's why I decided to take it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter and see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is odd hobbies for the elderly. The first response reads, yelling at those little kids on the lawn. Look, I know you've tried explaining that those are garden gnomes, and that they don't pose a threat to your grandpa's mailboxes, but at this point, it probably won't work. You probably shouldn't even try, because let's face facts. Let's own up to it. Let's be real a second. He's been convinced that those little weirdos will dig it up and run off with it for the past five years. I don't know what else to do. The next response to the hashtag odd hobbies for the elderly is pranking the younger generation. Oh, yeah. Think about that for a second. Granny Ethel is tired of getting her flower bed ruined by the gentry kids three doors down, so, to remedy that, she sets up on her roof and throws water balloons down on them that next night when they come to try their hand again at ruining her gardening. The next thing you know, there's a prank war that goes down in Riverbend Lane history and is passed down from generation to generation, to the point where the people engaged in the pranks decide to have a water balloon fight once every year to honor the family members who started the whole thing. Sort of like the Hatfield-McCoy feud. Started with hateful intentions, but now the families just duel it out in checkers or something. The next response to the hashtag odd hobbies for the is extreme pogo-sticking. Come to think of it, I'm still waiting for that to catch on with people my age. Not too many people I know have pogo-sticked since we were at most 11, so... And the last response of the week says, Stealing the limelight. Boy, do I have a story about this. I'll link the episode in the description and you can find out more for yourself. It was a treat. (laughs) Horses are interesting. They can get you places where you need to go and they can be sold for profit. But watch out if you steal one, because that carries the death penalty. Wait a second, so you're telling me we have cars? I thought we were in the Old West. Well then, what do I do with my spurs? I spent good money on those. Wild horses today can be found on beaches, particularly in my home state of North Carolina, at the Outer Banks. And according to the Foundation for Shackleford Horses, whose website will be in the description, they're not all that peaceful when it comes to members of their group. Whether it's mating season or they're just fighting over territory to find out who's the ruler of the roost, it can get brutal. In a post on their Facebook page, the group tells people to keep their distance, with a warning telling people to stay at least 50 feet back and never get between a mare and a stallion or a mare and her foal, because as we've discussed before, things can get pretty bad pretty quick. And when I say that, I'm not just horsing around. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebonzone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.